1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, folks. I would like to introduce myself. My name is Bio. And I am a traveler who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my melting pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures, whom I meet during all my travels. The common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this Melting Pot and enjoy the chats. Hi listeners, Melting Pot shares with you another exciting story today, all the way from Bangalore in India. As always, it's our endeavour to bring you some heartwarming stories shared by, in my opinion, very very inspiring people. Today, I'm in conversation with one such inspiring person, Metali um, Tandon. Metali is a very very young entrepreneur. She's the founder of Morning Fresh, which is a company that has launched for the first time in India a natural hangover drink. So. I'm sure like you, even I can't wait to hear more about all of this and everything else that Mitali has to share with us. So firstly, thank you so much for joining me today, Mitali. Hi. Yeah. So, you know, like I do with all my guests, I'd love to know about you, which I'm sure my listeners would also like to know. So is Bangalore your, you know, is that where you were born? Is that where you've grown
2: up? I have. I was born and uh, in, uh, in Bangalore. In Bangalore. Um, and I studied criminology and social policy at the University of Kent, uh, which was really fun uh, for me. And um, I came back uh, shortly after, I think this must have been in 2012. And Because I studied criminology and social policy, I was trying to figure out sort of a good career path or maybe, you know, something that would obviously be related to what I studied uh, and ended up coming across a a job opportunity at Pricewaterhouse in Cooper. So PWC uh, in Bangalore had actually just started their forensics team. Uh, It was a small team back then. Now, of course, they're they're much, much larger. Uh, But it was quite exciting because it um, sort of looked at white collar crime and lots of uh, lots of little details I get lost in the corporate world that I think end up being much larger problems in cases. Uh, of course I was much, much more junior then so all the exciting and the glamorous parts of it I didn't fully get exposed to. Uh, but I did, I mean that was my first sort of stint in corporate India to understand what the dynamics were like and you know the universe of working I think for the first time. So yeah, so shortly after that, I uh, I think I realized uh, this wasn't for me. This might not have been the right both culture and profession for me. So I moved on to an NGO actually uh, called Samvada, uh, which works with Dalit and Adivasi and other marginalized community youth uh, across Bangalore and the south of India to help them fundraise. Um, so in India at that time, There was a new uh, policy passed by the government that mandated all companies above a certain turnover and income uh, would dedicate 2% of all of their turnover to CSR or corporate social responsibility activities. So I sort of worked with them pretty closely to grant right to help them get funding, sort of become uh, recognized by large corporates so that they could get sustainable help. Uh, and at the same time i sort of met some amazing people and and heard some amazing stories that i think played a large part retrospectively in in shaping my perspective on things and and yeah i worked with them very closely two years in and I um, I think I realized I, I still had more to offer. I, I still work very closely and I'm linked with them in some form. Uh, but uh, I was about maybe 24 at the time. And I think I, I wanted a little bit more of a challenge and a little bit more to learn. And I was sort of trying to figure out what my next steps would be. And at that time, uh, my dad uh, came up to me and said, you know, we're doing some really fun stuff at the lab uh, that I have. Why don't you come and check it out? So that sort of totally threw me off guard because uh, we don't really have a family business of sorts. And, you know, I mean, my parents have always been working professionals. They both are entrepreneurs. They run their own businesses. So it wasn't sort of something that was assumed that we'd follow in footsteps. But he said my dad runs. So I mean, if, if it makes any sense to just give you a little bit of a background. My dad has spent a long time uh, building uh, a large company in the animal healthcare and nutrition space. And he spent the first 35 to 40 years of his professional career uh, building a company called VetCare. That's now part of a much larger conglomerate called Cargill. And his second stint, because my dad is never going to retire and wants to work and work and work and work forever, (laughs) enjoys it. He's sort of like a scientist at heart, I think, but with a, with a very good sense uh, and business acumen. So when you put them two together, it sort of resulted in a lab uh, that works on essentially biotechnology and finding innovative solutions, except in this case, we focus specifically on silk. Uh, so silk, as we know it, is usually uh, in a textile. I mean, you know them from in India for saris, but otherwise all sorts of textile fabric, clothing and things like that. So we look at the non-textile applications of silk. And I think a lot of our inspiration also came from the Far East, including in Singapore, in uh, China, and Japan, and Korea, because like India, they have a very long and old history with silk. So sorry, when you say uh, non-textile, could you elaborate a bit on that? Well, the opposite of non-textile, or essentially what we do is the human applications of silk. Silk in its very basic form is uh, a protein. So like you would have animal protein or plant protein, silk is also a protein uh, that is very compatible with human beings. Uh, And actually in Korea and China and Japan, people also consume silk. Uh, You can also find silk in cosmetics, in personal care products, like under eye serum, shampoo, conditioners. Um, So what we do is focus purely on the non-textile or the bio applications of silk. And what my dad was working on at the time, uh, we also have some cosmetic ingredients. We have a wound healing range of products. Uh, But in this case, he sort of reached out to me because he said, we found a very exciting property uh, that silk protein has, which is that it helps your liver function. Uh, So we sort of dug deeper into that, both from a research point of view, technical point of view, and started doing some market research to see if, you know, there might be a demand for a product like this in India. Um, Abroad, for sure, that there are some solutions, but a lot of them are usually pharmaceutical or medicinal, uh, you know, like a caffeine or paracetamol, um, aspirin, sort of more chemical based. So we were trying to see if we could figure out a solution that would work for the Indian market that was keeping in mind new customer preferences, which is much more to do in the health and wellness space. So keeping it sugar free, completely natural, not having any chemicals or caffeine in it. And yeah, so that's that conversation uh, sort of started early on. And I started spending a little bit of time uh, at the lab with my dad. And I mean, it's been now five and a half years. And um, that's I mean, we sort of, the whole product got developed and took off and and that's now what I do. Okay, so that's
1: morning fresh, Mm -hmm. right? And so now a morning fresh, as I, I understand, it helps in, it helps with people who have a hangover. So if they have morning fresh after they've, you know, had a lot to drink, then it, prevents a hangover? Or what exactly? And it's a drink, right?
2: I'm sort of not a big fan of the word uh, hangover, I think for lack of a better word and because it's sort of easy for everyone to at least get the context of the product. Uh, Hangover makes sense but actually in its pure technical form, all alcohol has an effect on your body uh, and in this specific case your liver. The faster alcohol leaves your body, the better it is for you. So in essence, what Morning Fresh does is that it helps you process the alcohol quickly so that it gets out of your system because it'll ensure that it has no damage on your liver because the longer alcohol stays in, the more damage it can do. Yeah, okay. Um, so, it's, um, I mean, I, I don't know if you want to know the, the science behind it or like the technical aspect. Um yeah, but- why not? I think it would be interesting for my listeners to get some idea or insights into that. Okay. I mean, it's all new for me, so I'll explain it to you simply as well because I didn't study biotechnology and I learned a lot of this while I was working and sort of have had to become a science student all over again. (laughs) But uh, so everyone has the natural capacity to break down alcohol, uh, which is why even when you do drink, it's not that you feel hungover or feel terrible all the time. It's just the frequency at which you drink. Uh, Your liver isn't usually able to keep up with the pace and to break down the alcohol. And there's an enzyme called ADH, which is alcohol dehydrogenase, uh, that everyone has. It's just the more you drink or more frequently that you drink, ADH isn't able to perform at its optimum best because it's suppressed, it's working over time, and it's sort of struggling to get all that alcohol broken down. Uh, So, what you're doing with Morning Fresh, so when you take the product, is as your last drink of the night. So, whatever time you're done drinking, either for the day or for the evening. You take a bottle or a shot of Morning Fresh, uh, which currently comes in a beverage format in a small 60 ml bottle. So, kind of like a mini bar size bottle, so it's easy to put in your bag or your pocket or by your nightstand. And they're in multiple flavors, uh, so you can choose which one works for you. And you take it as your last shot of the night. So, when you wake up, all the ingredients in Morning Fresh have helped activate the ADH so that all of the alcohol is flushed out and your liver is sort of back to normal. Which means when you wake up, the first sign you know if you're feeling better is that there's no liquor on your breath. I think some people will know when you had a, a particularly heavy night, you can wake up and sort of still smell the previous night. Uh, so that shouldn't uh, be something that uh, you experience the morning after. So yeah, that's, that's essentially how the science of it works. That's interesting. So is it currently available only in
1: India or is it
2: also available in other markets around the world? India is a big country. I'd be very happy if we were able to get our hands across all of India, which we're we're targeting to do uh, step by step. But we do have a lot of customers who ask uh, if we can send sort of products to them. So we are doing them in small batches, uh, not too large just yet. And if it wasn't for COVID, we did have a few uh, sort of export agreements uh, that we were going to uh, get into. So I hope once things clear up, we'll be able to explore those again so we can make it available to other cities and other countries outside of India. Okay, yeah, that would be interesting
1: because um, I know that there used to be a, a brand that sold, but they were capsules. You know, if you've had like a heavy night, I'm not going to name the brand, but uh, in India, but if you um, had a heavy night and then you'd, you know, pop in the capsule the next morning, you would not have a headache or, you know, you wouldn't feel tired because if you've had too much.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,
1: alcohol you tend to also the next morning uh, be sapped of energy so this product and i believe it was also you know natural because that's what this brand really talks about and it, it's a bit expensive as what I understand. But I think with how much do you sort of sell a 60 ml bottle for in India?
2: So I, I'll address uh, the question that you said first in terms of the brand, which I which I think you're, I know you're talking about. So in our market research, one of the things that we found is that there is a sort of apprehension amongst people and nightlife when it comes to capsules and pills. Uh, I think maybe uh, as the brand had launched Maybe it was much earlier on, but I think in the newer sort of generation, a lot of people were apprehensive to have a capsule or a pill as a form of a cure, uh, So, which is why we chose to keep it as a beverage. And also, most capsules, the way they work is that they start actioning much later, which is why you usually take capsules pre-drinking. Which oh, means- I
1: see. Okay, yes. so
2: it's not after,
1: but it's pre-drink. You're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me, Pio on this very unique and special podcast series, Melting Pot. Oh, yeah, okay. which
2: means after sort of preempted, and I don't think it's always possible. Uh, surely there are occasions where you can expect maybe a celebration or a wedding or a party where you know things are coming but if you were you know just a bunch of colleagues going out after work or you know happen to have a few drinks uh, usually those are more spontaneous uh, sort of plans and we wanted to make a solution that was available to everyone that way and also drinking a beverage after having drink after having consumed alcohol is an easier sort of behavioral transition rather than to expect to take a capsule
1: yeah that makes sense yeah yeah makes a lot of sense Uh, yeah so how much are you selling the 60 ml bottles for
2: Uh, so we retail the 60 ml bottles in single units as well as in packs they start at about rupees 100 uh, for a unit Uh, but we've also recently just launched a new variant which has got all the benefits uh, that we normally have in the beverage with a few other properties like electrolytes in a sachet format
1: okay okay
2: so that will retail at 150 rupees uh, for three sachets. okay so it's very
1: kind of affordable and easily accessible as well Um, and and so you retail out of supermarkets or do you have like your own retail outlets or how does it work
2: So I think that's been sort of the journey for me uh, as a professional to figure out because this is such a niche area in India. We don't have so many competitors for us to just sort of benchmark ourselves against. We're we're sort of starting out. So we also spent maybe the first two years trying to figure out the best distribution channels for us. Uh, But in India, what works well is two things. One is a proximity to alcohol. So usually liquor stores is where you can find our product. Uh, It also makes it very convenient for people who are sort of stopping by after work or going over the weekend who would anyway, you know, go over to get some beers or whatever they wanted for the weekend. And the other is through both online. uh, We are on all major online channels like in India, Amazon, Flipkart, our own web store, for example, that caters to Pan India. And we've just identified a newer sort of distribution channel, which is so food delivery apps. Um, food delivery apps because they have longer hours that they are open, and customers will anyway we find be ordering for the evening, for snacks, for parties. It's sort of an easy integration for the same target audience. So we're sort of available across those type of those type of platforms.
1: Platforms. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So moving away from morning fresh. Who is Mitali? What kind of, uh, you know, like in your in your spare time, what do you like to do? Do you like music? What is it that when you're time away from work, what do you enjoy doing?
2: Oh, uh, so many things. You're making me miss the pre-pandemic times. <laughs> Aren't we all
1: in that, in that situation at the moment? I mean, pre-pandemic I would not be talking to you you know I would be like talking to you in person so that for me is what I miss the most
2: I know I I think I think I am I'm sure everyone else does what I really miss to travel I think the flexibility and freedom to just Plan a trip or go away for the weekend and see and discover new places. That's something that I miss a lot and really enjoy doing. I have a long list of things and places that I want to check off. So traveling is something that I miss. Um, I love to swim. Um, so I as, as closest to beach as possible or a pool as possible, my choice of exercise and my destinations um, when I travel are usually chosen by by a water body. <laughs> okay. And for uh, me, it's
1: the mountains. You're so. a
2: mountain person. And but mountain, mountain. people and, and pool people and beach people are always good friends.
1: Yep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree because, you know, you... You need to mix of both. Yeah, you, you do. Yeah, but for me, um, you know, I love hiking and trekking. And I love, you know, different kind of landscapes. Um, as compared to there's so much more to discover you know like when you're Uh you're by the beach at a resort you know
2: to an ocean have you been diving no I haven't been diving no have to go diving there's so much to see it's like Nemo finding Nemo in real life
1: yeah I know I know it's something that I haven't really explored um, at all because I also have a little bit of a fear uh, of the water so you know I think that probably has you know discouraged me from diving or you know so exploring underwater.
2: everyone who is afraid of the water once you go in you I think you'll be distracted by so many other things that you forget to be afraid yep
1: it makes a lot of sense yeah so i can see that you're quite you know you, you're you quite free-spirited in that sense you know you love to travel you love going underwater diving and stuff like that so i think that yeah identifies not the diving bit of it but uh, it identifies with me because i'm a traveler you know and i'm just a bit of a nomad in that sense so you know, which is why I actually um, decided to, you know, start the series Melting Pot was more for me to be able to connect with people who have a similar way of thinking, you know, who are free spirited, who, who don't, you know, who've moved from one way of life to another way of life, who've moved from one country to another, and doing something completely different and made such a success out of it so these are the people that you know resonate with the way i think and i i am so grateful that through season one and now season two i've just met some phenomenal people who have not only you know inspire my listeners but they inspire me as well and you know so Mitali I'm really really happy that we got this opportunity to talk you know it's just been very interesting to also understand a little bit about Morning Fresh and about for you as well you started you know with a criminology background in terms of your academics and then you've moved on to doing something completely different so good luck with that and uh, yeah and um, it's just been so much fun talking to you so i have to ask what what your choice of beverage is alcoholic i'm assuming i like different kinds of wines but not the very dry wines i yeah i'm not that much of a drinker but it's it's normally just on the weekends with friends or you know or family but I Yeah, so I mean wines and I like cocktails, but for me, my spirit would be vodka mm-hmm. uh, because I don't like anything too dry, you know, because that doesn't go down very well with me. And again, I, I don't, I don't binge drink. So I do more social drinking. So, so that's what I like. Why do you ask?
2: It's always nice to know because I mean I've spent so much time around alcohol. I've actually reduced how much I drink because I spend so much time around people and places that drink but you can tell a lot about a person I guess by by their choice of drink and it sort of changes I think with time. So you usually sort of stick to drinks that work for your body and I think as your body keeps changing you sort of find spirits that that work for you. So I'm a big gin drinker and I I love gin. I collect gin. I I, I enjoy uh, the spirit and the story behind each each brand a lot. So I was just just curious. Just
1: curious. Okay, yeah. No, I I mean, I've noticed that coming to your point of, you know, as you, I mean, your body starts to react differently at different stages, right? So I, yeah, I've noticed, you know, this year, or maybe from towards the end of last year, but uh, gin, I, I react differently to gin, you know, I mean, I could have like four glasses of wine and not feel the way I do if I have a gin cocktail, or if I have a couple of glasses of gin, you know, so a gin and tonic, or whatever it may be, uh, or in a cocktail. So yeah, so I think that's when I said, okay, I'm going to move to vodka, which does not, it doesn't react with me in that way. So I guess that's the reason why. Um, (laughs) So yeah, so what does it say about me? As a person,
2: (laughs) I, 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 I'd like to. Ideally, we'd have a drink together to discuss
1: to figure that out. Yeah, totally. So when if you come to Singapore or or Barcelona or wherever I may be, or I come to Bangalore, then that's what we're going to do for sure.
2: Come to Bangalore, or we'll make a plan because we all should be in Barcelona
1: oh yeah tell me about it yeah absolutely i mean i would love that so much (laughs) or singapore as well singapore is a fun place to be in yeah so yeah let's talk about that so again thank you mithali for this fun chat and you know i'll speak to you soon
2: absolutely thank you so much for having me and i will rain check our drink together soon
1: (laughs) okay from studying criminology and social policy to getting into a very different world, stepping into a lab and learning about biotechnology, and then starting a company. Metali has accomplished all of this by the age of 28. Something to really, really admire. I so enjoyed my chat with Mithali and got to understand a little bit about silk protein and its benefits and also lots and lots and lots more. So until the next episode of Melting Pot, which will be coming your way next week, it's me, Pyle, signing off. Until then, stay safe.